passions, beliefs, life stories, helpful resources for the senior living journey. Discover it all here on the People of Avamir pod as we get to know our residents, employees, and partners one-on-one. I'm Shaylin Miller, your co-host, stepping in for Thomas Cloutier. Welcome to the People of Avamir pod. This month, we're honoring Assisted Living Week, September 11th to 17th. This year's theme is Joyful Moments. Follow Avamir Communities on social media to see our joyful moments and all the ways we're celebrating assisted living. Today, we welcome Jeremy Gigstad, Director of Sales and Outreach with Avamir at Albany, an assisted living community in Albany, Oregon. Jeremy was an auto salesman for three years before transitioning to the senior living industry. He has worked for Avamir Albany for about two years. Jeremy values connection as he gets to know his potential residents and their life stories. Welcome, Jeremy. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Great. Glad to have you here for Assisted Living Week. So let's talk about you and your role in assisted living. You were an auto salesman for three years before entering the senior living field. So what drew you to senior living? I think it was the fact that I was looking for something that was more relationship-based. Car sales is very fast-paced. It's more about how can I get you to buy a car today as opposed to getting you to come back you know, in a week or two after you've thought about it. In fact, that's what they don't want you to do. Um, So senior living seemed to be the opposite of that, which was my favorite part of the business, was getting to know them, finding out what they wanted, and in some instances, pointing them in a direction that wasn't me, if it had a better fit. And so, yeah, that's a very interesting point you made there about car sales. They want to sell it to you the same day. So about how long from like start to finish is this senior living sales process from first meeting a potential resident to the day they sign the papers. I think that's one of the most exciting parts really is the fact that you can get someone who doesn't know anything about it, but they just got the call from the hospital that, you know, grandma, grandpa, mom, dad can't go home anymore. And so it's, there's this immense sense of urgency. You know, we need to move them in today, tomorrow. And with folks like that, you have to slow them down a little bit and talk them through the process. Let's do this right. But then you'll get people that, you'll talk to and then they won't answer the phone for another month or two. And then they'll call you around Christmas time and say, you know, we've thought about it and mom and dad are on board now. Love that. Thanks for sharing. And a big part of sales, any type of sales really, but especially in senior living is connection. So how do you connect with potential residents and their family members? I try to make that connection based off what they value. You know, what, what is it that you want to maintain if you were to move and not just to senior living, just in general, a lot of times we use the term downsizing in a negative term. You know, a lot of times people think that it's bad to move down. Um, but a lot of times if you can head over to, especially where they live, if I can go over and see, you know, there's a couple that are living in a three bedroom house, their kids don't live with them anymore. It's a lot of space, especially when you just, a lot of them, they hang out in the living room, the kitchen, then they go to bed. That's pretty much their little box. So a lot of times I connect with them on a level of where are you at right now? And then what are you afraid of that maybe I can help shed some light on that? It, it doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be bad. What are some of those common fears that they have? The biggest one is their things. The biggest one is the memories they've built in these houses. You get a lot of people who they've lived in these houses, raised their kids, their grandkids have visited, and they're worried about moving away from it. It's just an attachment to their possessions and the memories. And that's that's a difficult one because I don't 
I can't relate to that. I haven't lived in my house for 30, 40, 50 years and raised two generations of family. So that is probably the biggest and hardest one. And it really just is conversations. Just if you can have conversations with these people, show them I'm a person. I'm not trying to push you out. Your family wants what's best for you. And they think this might be an avenue. And my job is to help explain why that could be the case. Great. Thanks for sharing. So Assisted Living Week, the 2022 theme is joyful moments. So where do you find joy in assisted living? I think joy in assisted living is probably after that initial shock period when they move in. Anytime that you make a big change like that, the first two weeks to 30 days is going to be very new, very raw would be a good term I would use. Um, But after that, when they start acclimating to the activities, when they start coming down for the dining room for meals, a lot of times I'll see residents when I walk in the door and, and they'll just, they'll be smiling. They'll say hi. They'll talk about how nice it is here. They've made friends. It doesn't even have to really be them interacting with me, but sometimes seeing them immediately get plugged in and make friends and really benefit like we had talked about for so long is really nice to see. I love that. I think that's one of the benefits of senior living is having all those neighbors, that community right there. Um, So tell me about home visits for those who are listening that don't know what home visits are. Tell me about what those are and about one of your home visits that was memorable and special to you. Yeah. um, Home visits is one of the more unique parts of this job. Um, And basically what it is, is it can be multiple different things. But the way that I approach it is it's my way of bringing information to you in your comfort zone. And I'll usually do two. The first one is not, I'm just going to use the word professional, but I don't bring any material. I bring a business card maybe with me, but it's just so that way they can know me. I can come over. Let me talk to you. Let me see where you're at. Um, By that point, the family has usually introduced me as a sales guy. So that's something that I get to overcome, but just treat, you know, show them what I'm about. I'm not here to sell you something today. I'm here to just explain some fears you might have and give you some benefits, some pros and cons. And set up a second time, whether it's they come to me to tour, whether it's I'll bring them lunch the next time. That first one is very, very casual. And I I do it on purpose that way. So that way they get to kind of feel that it's not a sales pitch. Yes, I'm trying to help sell you something that's in my job title, but I'm not trying to sell it to you because that's what's best for you. I'm just showing you the options, what I have available. The second home visit is generally more of a pitch. I'll bring my laptop. I'll bring photos. I'll bring videos. Maybe I'll bring them a meal from my kitchen because that can be a big selling point. But that second one is generally when they've shown interest in me. And so that's when I'll kind of show them what I have to offer at Albany specifically. I love that. I love the idea of that first visit, just really getting to know them and their fears and really building that connection, not as a sales pitch, but as a connection. That is so cool. Um, you mentioned what, that your first home visit was really memorable. What made it memorable? I think the fact that made it memorable was it, it being my first one. I was very nervous and I met this very lovely couple. She actually still lives with us. And, you know, they they sat with me while I tripped up and I, I was treating it like a sales pitch at first. And there was a moment about 20 minutes into this conversation with them where I just I just stopped everything that I was doing and just talked to them. Just got an idea, got to know their kids, got to talk to them about the pictures on the wall and they offered me coffee. And it it just turned into a visit as opposed to me trying to sell them these things. 
And I didn't hear from him for about two or three weeks after that. You know, I, I made my calls. I sent him an email and just check in with them, but they wouldn't answer the phone. And about a month or two later, they they called me and they said, yeah, I think that we're going to go ahead and and make this move. And we they they thanked me. I don't know how many times of just how approachable I was. It was, you know, I didn't bother them. I usually have a rule not to call people and just blow their phones up. So I'll call them once every three, four days, just check in. But I don't I don't go over the edge of I need to hear back from you right now. It's a it's a big decision. Wow. I mean, you must have really left an impression for them to call back three weeks later. That's pretty amazing. That's awesome. If you could go back in time, what advice would you give yourself on your first day in senior living? Relax. (laughs) I, I came in pumped full of adrenaline, ready to give it every single ounce of energy that I had, just like in car sales. I was going to call everybody. I was going to visit every hospital. I was going to, you know, introduce myself to every resident and staff member we had. But looking back now at at the two year mark that I'm at, you know, just about everything has changed, and it's a lot more casual than I thought it was going to be. So if if I could tell myself something, it would be slow down and relax, and it'll make it a lot easier on me. I love that. I think that's advice that we could all live by. Thanks for sharing about your senior living experience. So we're going to get to know a little bit more about you now. So where did you grow up? I grew up out in Fall City, actually, a little small town outside of Dallas. We're about 20 minutes west of Salem. So is that where you live now? It is. Uh, I'm in the process of moving. We just bought a house. So I am moving to Monmouth now, just right up the road from me. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Thank you. That's exciting. Wow. Very cool. So do you have like a a lot of family nearby then since you're kind of in the same area where you grew up? Kind of. Yeah. My, my family's spread out a little bit. My parents are now in Albany. I have a brother who's in, who's in Monmouth. We'll actually be moving very close to him. And then my sister is going to be living with my parents. So we're, we're in that area. Gotcha. Very cool. All right. So what's your favorite game? And why? Ooh, um, that depends on what kind of game you're talking about. And again, board like a- games, card games, group games, any kind of game. I am a big fan of baseball. And so any kind of baseball I can play, just anything I can get my hands on, and including that weird, sometimes on darts, if you flip it over, they'll have a baseball darts kind of game. I really like that. I just started playing it last last year with my dad. I hadn't played it before, but it's a lot of fun. Baseball darts. I've never heard of that. So the back of the dartboard, it, it has a little baseball diamond. And then each individual spot will say out, single, double, home run. And you just, you throw darts at it until something happens. So you land on home run, obviously you get a point. And then it moves to the next person's turn when you get free outs. It's very complicated and the learning curve is very steep. But it's generally the same skills you have in darts. It's, if you can be accurate and if you can consistently throw it in the same spot, then you'll win. But it's it just kind of makes it a little bit more fun than normal darts for me. Huh, that's pretty cool. All right, mm-hmm. baseball darts. So what top three words would the people you love use to describe you? Mm. Uh, I would probably have to say random mainly just because of it work. I have a reputation of doing just odd things to keep myself entertained. Um, I would hopefully say loyal. 
And then probably the last one would be optimistic. Awesome. Those are great three words. What's your life motto? Life motto would definitely be um, don't give up. It's just kind of, it, it's simple. And that's what I need sometimes is just to be able to sit down when things look tough, they look hard. And just think back of all the times that I've probably been through worse, but kept moving, kept going forward. And I'm in a much better place than I was pretty much at any time. Oh, thank you for sharing. Um, I also love the motto you got behind you, adventure awaits. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, you and your family outdoors people? Uh, sort of. We're getting into it. But uh, 2019, right before the whole pandemic thing happened, we made a kind of made a challenge to ourselves to take the family out at least once a year and go do try something new. And so we've, we've kept up with that and we're going to try and increase it as the kids get older. I love that. That's an awesome goal. Uh, so lastly for you, Jeremy, this is the, the question we ask at the end of every podcast episode. At Avamir, we consider our residents family. What does family mean to you? Family to me means that there's someone who's willing to listen and give you the truth even when you don't want it sometimes. That's kind of been a core of my family growing up is that they weren't so much on tough love, but they were very honest. And they would also try their best to give you their wisdom if you're heading down a road that they've been down. They're very quick to share their experience with that. And sometimes I don't want to hear it, you know, being young, thinking that I know better than they do. But other times it's steered me away from pretty bad decisions. Oh, awesome. Thanks for sharing. That's all the questions I have for you, Jeremy. So thank you for joining the podcast and happy assisted living week. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Shailene. It's been wonderful. Thank you for listening to the People of Avamir pod. Find us on your favorite podcast platform and follow your local Avamir community on Facebook to keep listening in.